Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 38. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. And we have a lot to cover. First of all, I hope you had a terrific Thanksgiving. I did. I hope you did too. I did, but one of the things that I spent some time thinking about because I'm a geek over Thanksgiving is we have a December 7th, that's this coming Friday, hard deadline for funding of the federal government or we're back to this whole shutdown, showdown fiasco that we've been at a number of times over the last four or five years. You missed a major milestone in between Thanksgiving and that. What was that? Pass back. Oh, yes. Agencies got a gift from OMB, which was their initial response to the budget request they received early this fall. What was it wrapped in? uh, Red tape. (laughs) So, uh, used to be agencies got their pass back the day after Thanksgiving, but magnanimous OMB postponed that date Mm -hmm. to uh, give uh, agency budget officials and others a little bit of a respite before they got the really bad news that they ain't going to get everything they want. Now, I know two people in Washington who get tremendously jacked up about passback guidance every single year, and you're one of them. I'm not suggesting these are the only two, by the way. I only know of two of them. You and my former colleague Jason Miller from Federal News Radio just can't get enough passback. Like, he's calling people. Yeah, I don't try to find out what's going on. Oh, okay. Jason does. Okay. Um, Because he's hardcore, He's a reporter. Yeah, he's absolutely passive. Right. But you're right. We are also uh, looking at a major deadline for the continuing resolution to expire. And all kinds of tea leaves being read about whether or not we'll have a shutdown Mm -hmm. or whether the President and the Congress will agree to funding for the rest of the federal government for the rest of the fiscal year. I think there are all kinds of resources out there where people can go to find out who's saying what about those tea leaves and what they indicate and what they don't indicate. What I don't see a lot of talk about, what I try to cover on my program and what I think uh, I trust your guidance for too, is are we back to doing the same things inside these seven agencies that don't have funding yet that we've done in the previous shutdown preparation cycles? Or does it look different this time for some reason that maybe we're not thinking of? Well, you make a good point that it's only seven agencies. Yes. It's only a, a, I mean, it's a big hunk of the government, Mm -hmm. and it's not insignificant. But we've got a lot of agencies right now operating under a full-year appropriation, which is great. But for those remaining, prudence dictates they prepare for a shutdown. And right now, or Monday, is when you begin really getting a memo from OMB that says we need to prepare, we need to identify who's essential and who's not, you know, sort of like, you know, haves and have-nots. <laughs> I mean, um, it's interesting, do you want to be essential and have to come in, or do you want the time off for which you'll get back pay? Probably. It's all, it's all an unnecessary conflagration that is just another uh, sign of dysfunction in this time. Back pay is not a guarantee, so I want to be careful that Legislation has to, it's a process. You know, I mean, did, did, did the listeners see my eye roll? <laughs> no, 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 it's no. The, somebody has to introduce a bill, the bill has to pass both houses, the president has to sign it. So you know the bill. Right, but we have a wager on the house. You can. How much money you put on Well, on the fact that people won't get back pay, yeah. zero dollars. Yeah, exactly. there, there's, there's 
there's no likelihood that that's going to happen. But it's it's that's all important. And it probably did plan. Really, the wagering? Yeah. Oh, the wagering. Right. With the what depends what we wager. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people. Uh, who cares? Another episode. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so ultimately, do we? What do we anticipate coming out of this, if anything, in the management space? Um, a long Friday night. Yeah. Waiting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that uh, agency employees, contractors get the word, and that you know some somebody's got to um, understand that this will pass. This will be a blip. We'll get over it um, so that the disruption is minimized. That's what responsible leadership and agencies are doing right now. Um, I, normally, we try to stay as far away from politics on this program as we possibly can, and I think that's good because, there, as, as I've said a number of times already today, there are a number of other places you can get that um, that are probably better informed, certainly, than anything I'd have to add. Uh, but I, there are times where politics interferes with the things that we talk about on this program. Um, and I think what we're seeing in the headlines this week is indicative of that. There's potential over the next several weeks and maybe even over the next several months for there to be a lot of turmoil and potentially some chaos in the administration. And I wonder how that impacts the business management of each of these organizations, especially an organization like OMB. It strikes me as tremendously hard when there is a lot of focus and a lot of turmoil and a lot of chaos going on to keep your head down and to keep the heads down of the people that you lead and keep everybody focused on the work at hand. So your question that we're looking at potential chaos in the coming weeks, months, and years suggests that the period in the last couple of weeks... <laughs> okay, I see where you're headed already. The last couple of years has not been chaos. Okay, more chaos then. More so chaotic. I, but... but, not, but I, we, were meant, we were talking about this a bit ago, the muscle memory of mm-hmm. the government to operate effectively when chaos is going on at upper levels is pretty good. I think that will serve the administration well. That will serve the government well. It will serve the American people well. People have figured out how to function, how to make progress when without getting distracted by scandals, uh, political disputes that might disrupt an otherwise normal administration. What would you suggest to someone in a leadership role who is going to be in that situation? I mean, it's not going to get better. We saw the headlines about the president's former lawyer who has now cut a plea deal, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not going to go down that rat hole because there's just too much there. Uh, and again, um, other people can talk about that more effectively. But when these headlines are happening and there's a lot of question marks, and I imagine a lot of employees are coming to a lot of leaders in government with question marks saying, what does this mean? How does this affect what we're supposed to be doing over the next couple of years if a cloud could be coming down over top of us? I would call Or am I, if I'm overstating it, no. please feel free to correct me. You've now got um, the president's political opponents with subpoena authority. And you've got a legal obligation for the administration to comply with those subpoenas. Documents, testimonies, there will be fights over those testimonies. Leaders will be called to testify. But if I were 
looking for best practice, I'd get Sonny Perdue on the phone at USDA, Glane Chow at Department of Transportation, Emily Murphy at General Services Administration. Those seem to me to be examples of leaders who are very high profile, but who have nonetheless um, created a pretty placid atmosphere at their agencies and have been able to get stuff done. Um, and you can contrast that with some other agencies, Interior, EPA, where the leadership has gotten caught up in the scandals. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that those three agencies aren't going to get the focus of oversight. They will, but it just seems to me they have an ability to compartmentalize those things that have the chance of distracting um, and keep the rest of the organization, those that are trying to achieve major things on behalf of the American people, from being distracted. Another thing that we uh, uh, that is on our minds this week is something that could create chaos in the greater D.C. area if we don't know until very close to the event whether projected it's happening snow. or not. The projected snow. Well, is that I, what you're talking about? No, not snow. It is projected to be one of the highest snow seasons in Washington. Really? Yep. I hate, I hate that idea. I mean, Why? it's You're not a big snow fan. Hate snow with a passion. Huh. Can't stand it. Wow. Can't stand it. Wow. Uh, I'm not Remember sure. Remember that if we schedule a podcast taping for a snow day, you'll uh, be there. I, I'll I'll be there because yeah. I have to be because it's the podcast. It's a big it's a big thing. Yeah. Um, no, the the potential for chaos is if federal employees don't have off on Christmas Eve, which is a Monday this year, and people's heads will explode if they have to come to work on that Monday, the day before. And historically, the date that the decision comes out is all over the map. So it's possible we might not know for a while. So the president has the authority to give federal employees the day off any day of the year. Mm -hmm. And historically, the president has given federal employees the day off if Christmas Eve falls on a Monday or a Friday. Do you have any idea how much that costs the American taxpayer? I'm going to guess it's something, I'm going to guess $350 million. Well, that's what it was back in the day. Inflation probably is a lot more than that. But that's a lot of money. When so you, so you, people got to give serious thought to what it's actually going to cost people. Now the calculation is, are people really going to work anyway? Do you earn a lot of goodwill by giving them off? Mm -hmm. Traditionally, the president has given them the day off. There are uh, good bureaucrats marshalling the appropriate legal steps through the process that need to make this happen. I anticipate it'll happen, but there's a little suspense mm -hmm. there. And the president's not the most predictable guy in the history of American government. Yes, that's fair to say. I have, can I give you a word of advice? Yep. When you say back in my day, shake your fist at the sky. Yeah, exactly, like that. Yeah. I think that's... Are y'all getting pictures of this? <laughs> that's this is good stuff. Right, get off my lawn. Exactly, yeah. yes, that's exactly what I'm going for there. I think it's a good look for you. Anything else that we that you're paying attention to right now? Well, no, all, all focus is on the potential for a shutdown. Uh, the budget coming out in February, as I think we've discussed yes. before, is likely to be jam-packed with a lot of ambitious initiatives. So there's a real opportunity for the administration to be laying the groundwork for those initiatives with the new Congress, and I hope they are plowing that ground. December is off to a flying start. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks to see you. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.